This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 6.04. We have overcast skies, unfortunately not very conducive for the Perseid meteor shower viewing. But the visibility is at 10 miles an hour for driving, or 10 miles prop. Uh, 10 miles visibility for driving the dew point a little more comfortable at 60 degrees might run into some patchy fog this morning partly sunny today and a high in the lower 80s no injuries are reported following a high-speed chase early today on interstate 81 through a couple of counties law enforcement agencies were heard on radio transmissions at about 2:40 a.m pursuing a vehicle southbound from Cortland into broom county pursuing units reported to central communication speeds reaching and possibly exceeding 110 miles per hour the stop sticks were successfully deployed halting the chase between Whitney Point and Castle Creek just before 3 a.m New York State police were said to be among the Agencies involved in the pursuit. Broome County Emergency Services officials could not confirm a suspect in custody. No further information concerning that incident was immediately available. Obviously, the investigation into that is still in the very early stages. WMBF First News Time 605. A Delaware County man is being charged with manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide in connection with the death of a woman who had suffered a medical event on August 1st. New York State Police say 46-year-old Justin Volk of Davenport is accused of inflicting additional physical harm to the 47-year-old Stephanie Volk and failing to call for medical assistance. State Police responded to a home on Pinecliff Circle in the town of Davenport on August 1st for a reported medical event involving 47-year-old Stephanie Volk. The woman was transported to a local hospital for further medical care. According to the state police, Volk died two days later at the hospital. On Friday, August 5th, New York State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation arrested Justin at his home and charged him with felony manslaughter and felony criminally negligent homicide. He was sent to the Delaware County Jail on $30,000 bail. New York State Police say their investigation into the woman's death is continuing. Anyone with additional information on the case is asked to contact the New York State Police at 607-561-7400. WMBF First News Time 607. A sports complex in Vestal where athletes of all ages and all skill sets were able to run ninja obstacles or practice parkour has suddenly announced it is permanently closed. The Hippodrome in Vestal on Jensen Road posted on social media over the weekend the closure was unexpected and out of their hands. The business assured parents that they would receive full repayment of any money paid for a children's camp that will no longer be taking place this summer. The Hippodrome Vestal had facilities to allow people of all ages and abilities, including those with autism, to try over 50 obstacles and elements, including some of the same obstacles featured on American Ninja Warrior, as well as structures for parkour, which combines balance, running, jumping, vaulting, hanging, and climbing. Anyone who prepaid for a class 
or a camp can email hippodromevestal at gmail.com to arrange for a refund. WMBF First News Time, 608. A retired captain of the Binghamton Fire Department is being remembered for his service to the community. Gary Griffiths died on July 20th, according to the paid obituary placed by the members of his family. He was 75 years old. In addition to serving with the Binghamton Fire Department, Griffiths was a deputy emergency medical services coordinator for Broome County and an EMT instructor. He was also an original member of the Southern Tier Critical Incident Stress Management Team. Griffiths retired from the Binghamton Fire Department in 2007. Calling hours will be held on Saturday, August 13th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Barbara Memorial Home on Main Street in Johnson City. At 6.09, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. Don't miss this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Good morning on this Wednesday, August 10th. It's 611 at WNBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. It's expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route is in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. We have an update on that State Route 3001 closure in Susquehanna County. Roads now open. The metal pipe replacement was completed yesterday. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale-Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees and overcast. Humidity 97%, a dew point of 60 degrees. Today patchy fog between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 82. Tonight partly cloudy, a low around 60. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 5 p.m. 
some patchy fog before 9 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 84 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m., mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming clear with a low around 56, 30% chance of rain. Friday, sunny with a high near 79. Friday night, clear with a low around 52 degrees. At 614, you're listening to WMBF. Over. Eliza gets ready. Here's the stretch. And now the 0 2 on the way to Turan. Swinging a line drive. Base hit right field. Suarez will score. A walk off winner. Luis Torrens. And in the bottom of the 13th inning, the Mariners win it. One to nothing in this marathon over the Yankees. That was the sound of one of what was described to me as one of the sloppiest games of baseball that's ever been played. Pinch hitter Luis Torrens, a catcher for the Seattle Mariners, singled with one out in the 13th inning to score Eugenio Suarez, and the Seattle Mariners beat the New York Yankees 1-0 in a game dominated by the starting pitching of Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo. The two aces were overpowering in the late innings before turning it over to the bullpens that managed to keep the game scoreless deep into the night. Some bad base running by the Yankees helped, as did a lack of execution by the Mariners as both teams had chances early in extra frames to finally score a run. Matt Brash pitched two innings of relief to get the win for Seattle. Jonathan Loisaga was saddled with the loss for the Yankees. Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil both homered and drove in two runs, leading Carlos Carrasco and the streaking New York Mets past the Cincinnati Reds 6-2. Carrasco pitched into the seventh inning and struck out nine to win his fifth straight decision and tie for the National League lead with 13 wins. Lindor became the first match shortstop with multiple 20 homer seasons when he launched a two-run shot in the third. He has scored at least one run in 12 straight games. McNeil led off the fourth with a homer and added an RBI single in the sixth, extending his hitting streak to 12 games. Darren Ruff had a two-run single for the Mets who have won 14 of 16. 14 of the last 16 games, polar opposite from the New York Yankees, who seemingly can't buy a win right now since the All-Star break, and no one can buy a win against the Mets, apparently. Binghamton Rumble Ponies were in action last night. They lost 6-0 to the Altoona Curve. Obviously no RBIs for the Rumble Ponies last night. Some questionable starting pitching. tough to lose Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez in the same season and still put runs on the board. Rumble Ponies now 39-63 and 63 on the season. They're back in action tonight at Marabado Stadium. 635 first pitch. Pre-game starts on WMBF at 620 where you can listen along with Jacob Wilkins. Another sports news, Serena Williams is famous for her 23 Grand Slam singles titles. That's more than any other tennis player accumulated in the sports professional era. But mere numbers can't capture everything Williams has represented during a distinguished career that began when she was a teenager in the 1990s and is remarkable for not just the successes but also the longevity, including a record 10 major championships after turning 30. What Williams has done without a racket in her hand is also rather noteworthy, whether it was her off-court interests or her stands on key issues in tennis and society at large. 
Williams acknowledges that she will be stepping away from her professional tennis career soon after the U.S. Open ends in New York. Tough loss for the tennis world. It's 6.20 on WMBF. That's time for Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street now. Stocks fell on a batch of disappointing earnings reports. The Dow closed down 58 points. The Nasdaq plunged 151. And the S&P gave up 18. Tech stocks weighed down the broader market. Chipmakers, Micron Technology, and NVIDIA's earnings both missed the mark. Travel companies didn't do much better. Norwegian Cruise Lines, Expedia, and American Airlines' latest numbers all falling short of expectations. Investors have been closely watching the latest round of corporate earnings and economic data for clues on how severely inflation is affecting consumers and businesses. They're also awaiting the government's latest consumer price report that's due out on Wednesday. So are economists who are looking for signs the Federal Reserve's aggressive rate hikes are helping to bring inflation under control. Most of the data so far points to a slowdown since the U.S. economy has contracted for two straight quarters. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Want to say News Radio 1290 WNBF 623 on WNBF. Now it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Have you heard the term social stress before? It's a term that scientists use to describe stress caused by things like family problems, your job, your finances. A new study out of USC found people with higher levels of social stress had older appearing immune systems. Immune aging can lead to cancer, heart disease, and other age-related health conditions. They can even reduce the effectiveness of vaccines, including the COVID-19 vaccine. That's what the study's lead author told us. He studies gerontology at USC. These people who are more socially stressed had lower percentages of fresh disease fighters and higher percentages of worn-out T-cells. T-cells are one of the most important parts of your immune system, protecting you from viruses and cancer. Look, we all have stress in our lives, but I do encourage you to cut out as much as you can. I find my daily meditation practice really helps. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The most effective healthcare is patient-focused. Tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. Dak Prescott here. Why do I choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because better sleep elevates my game. Only my Sleep Number 360 smart bed helps me fall asleep faster, keeps me cool, and effortlessly adjusts for my best sleep. The result? 28 minutes more restful sleep a night. That's more focus, more edge, and more highlights. And that means more wins for all of us. All smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed only for limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. I'm Cat. Six twenty-six on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal. 
to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. We have an update on the road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township. That metal pipe replacement has been complete, so the road is now reopened. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bunhill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees overcast, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 60 degrees. Today partly sunny, a high near 77. Tonight partly cloudy, a low around 58 degrees. Tomorrow chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 79, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, a low around 55. Friday, sunny with a high near 74, and Friday night, clear with a low around 51 degrees. 629, you're listening to WMBF. Six twenty nine on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Golden Globe goes to. We'll soon hear that again. The Hollywood Reporter says the Golden Globes will be back on TV in 2023 on its usual home, NBC. This after NBC refused to air the show in 2022 after a 2021 expose by the LA Times revealed that the group who puts on the show, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, had zero black members. The group was also accused of shady financial practices and unethical conduct. The HFPA has since announced a series of reforms and increased diversity, but will that be enough to satisfy many like Tom Cruise? who've pledged to boycott the group? We'll know by January. The HFPA declined to comment on the news. It's a happy day for all you Groot fans out there. The adorable tree from Guardians of the Galaxy gets his own series. I am Groot, out today on Disney+, Plus, a collection of five animated short stories. And happy birthday to reality star and cosmetics queen Kylie Jenner. She's 25 today, while actress Angie Harmon is 50. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Some... This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We might have some patches of fog around the region for today. The National Weather Service is giving us a fairly nice day with reduced 
humidity. Right now, the dew point is being listed about 60, still in the humid range, but nowhere near where it was in the tropical range earlier this week. High temperatures today getting up into the lower 80s. WMBF First News Time, it is 6.33. There is some controversy about the Trump raid still swirling as we're learning more details about the FBI raid at former President Donald Trump's Florida home. Monday was not the first time that law enforcement had visited Mar-a-Lago. If you remember, a small team of agents visited last spring, meeting with Trump's lawyers and reviewing documents while the former president was there. There, however, was no real advance notice this time around, although the Secret Service was said to be in on the word that there was going to be an action at Mar-a-Lago this week, and they facilitated allowing the crews to get in to take a look at possible some records that may have been misappropriated. Wisconsin's U.S. Senate race is set for November, where Democrats hope to pick up a seat from GOP incumbent Ron Johnson. Thank you, Wisconsin. Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes celebrating his U.S. Senate Democratic primary victory, hoping to unseat Republican Ron Johnson, a man who downplayed the U.S. Capitol attack and supported former President Trump's false stolen election claims. We still have one senator who wants to take us backwards. If Barnes beats Johnson, he would become Wisconsin's first black U.S. senator. Andy Field, ABC News. WMBF First News Time 634. The body of a Johnson City man has been pulled from a gorge in Tompkins County. New York State Police are investigating the death of the 39-year-old Broome County man whose body was pulled from Tonkanic Falls Gorge. Several media accounts, including an article in the Ithaca Voice, reports recovery of the body involved a difficult and complicated effort by responders through very rough terrain on Monday morning. The Trumansburg Fire Department, law enforcement, and medical crews were all called around 8 a.m. on August 8th with a report of a body seen lying in the gorge at Tokanic Falls State Park. Units had to deal with limited access to the gorge area as well as the big elevation change over the rough terrain to recover the body in a five and a half hour effort. New York State Police this morning said the Johnson City man's death is being listed as suicide. The man's name is not being released and will not be published out of respect for his family. Anyone in need of emotional support or who is considering suicide is urged to seek help. The National Suicide Prevention Health Line three digit number is now active nationwide. People can just dial 988 to get help. Owego police say they have arrested a Newark Valley man on several charges, including felony tampering with evidence. Authorities say 28-year-old Sean Marshall was allegedly in possession of drugs when he was pulled over in a traffic stop. In addition to the felony, Marshall is facing several misdemeanors, including possession of a controlled substance, criminal use of drug paraphernalia, and driving without a license. He's also charged with possession of packaging, packaging materials and drug paraphernalia, driving an unregistered and uninspected vehicle, an improper license plate. He's been ordered to appear in a Wego Town Court at a later date. 
A third case of monkeypox is being reported in Tompkins County. The health department announced yesterday a resident had been diagnosed and all local close contacts had been identified. Those who had close contact with a patient will monitor themselves and be in contact with the Tompkins County Health Department for 21 days from the date of exposure. At the end of July, Broome County announced its first case of the contagious virus that is spread through close physical contact bit of a traffic note for today and it's been going on since may new york state police are among those that have been called in to escort another large windmill blade through our area we're being told this morning that the blade is being transported probably through 88 route 81 and route 17 from onondaga to Cortland to then whitney point Authorities say give cargo room, pass if you must and if it is safe to do so, but be very cautious and give a safe distance between your vehicle and any escorts, whether they be civilian escort vehicle for the wide load with the signs on them or law enforcement vehicles that have their emergency lights flashing. It's 637 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Six thirty-eight on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. I couldn't find any songs about windmills. Uh, well, I hope there aren't any. Um, I think there are, but uh, I mean, windmills. I, windmills are cool. I guess there was a big windmill back in Long Beach. It was just one sole windmill. I have no idea how much power it generated or what it actually powered, but it just it kind of ruined the landscape of like driving onto the beach and yeah, you're like coming I, over the bridge and you just see this gigantic windmill. The trade-off like, oh. though, I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, this is a whole Oh, the trade-off's worth it. This is Bob's show. We won't talk about yeah. that stuff. Um, but yeah, they've been, uh, that wind farm, the, um, the what is it? Not Bluestone. But anyway, the wind farm out in, ironically enough, Windsor, um, they've been putting in blades for that and everything else. And just, I think it was last week, I was coming back from my sister's house in Vestal and saw one of these giant blades going westbound on 17. And I went, dang, that thing's big. <laughs> of course, I knew it was big. I've seen the windmills in Altoona and in the, the Scranton area, but just when you see, when you're passing one on the highway and you just realize how long they oh, yeah. are. Um, I got was talking to some uh, New York State police officers this morning that are going to be involved in one of those escorts, and they said the windmill blade is being transported today through our listening area, coming from Onondaga to Cortland to Whitney Point, and then another troop takes over in Dansville. So these this thing is going to be going on Interstate 81 and State Route 17, I believe. Don't have any given time for it. Now, we did an article. You can find it at WMBF.com. I want to say it was about July 18th or so that I posted it. You can look up Tis the Season for Big Loads on Tier Roads, and that gives you some uh, rules of the road. People get confused of what they should do when they come across these oversized loads. That's me. Yeah. Well, for, for one thing, try not to get between the flashing light cars and the ones with the big yellow signs that said over size load and the load. I saw that one time on the road. I saw this car that said oversized load and right behind it was like a Honda. <laughs> That's 
that's criminal behavior, honestly. It, to get, I mean, and you, no, I it's hate not illegal. It's not criminal. No, but it's, but it's, it's like cri- it's, it's not, criminal. Not too it's smart. It's not legally a crime, but it's criminal behavior. But it seemed funny that it said oversized loads and was like a Honda. <laughs> yeah, I I hate so, oversized you know, loads on the highway. I'm terrified of them because I watched a, a movie called Final Destination. When I was way too young, and it was the opening scene was like a log truck collapsing, and it's like a horror movie. Um, and it like took out all these cars. And every time now I see an oversized load on the highway, I think of that scene. I'm like, this is terrifying. I will drive 110 miles per hour right now if I have to to get around this truck. No, that was the guy or... on Route 81 this morning that was doing 110 miles an hour. But that's a whole yeah. But he story. wasn't he wasn't trying to get around an well, oversized load. Okay, here we're assuming that it was a male. Anyway, um, so give your give the cargo room if you encounter whether it be a big old windmill blade or modular home units or anything. Pass if you must, and if it is safe to do so, because they can be traveling at reduced speed. Be very cautious. Give yourself safe distance between your vehicle and any escorts, whether they be the civilian ones with those yellow signs or law enforcement vehicles with flashing lights. Bear in mind that some of these vehicles have to make really slow, wide turns if they have that that they're encountering or if there's uh, wires across a road for some of the tall loads and things like that. Once again, some helpful hints on our website, WMBF.com. And I want to say it was back in July the uh, title of the story is "Tis the Season for Big Loads on Tier Roads." Yeah, that was Trying a good. One. I just just no way that I trust that all these oversized loads are secured properly. Okay, no well way. then take another route. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to get anywhere. Just just exit and then don't be a guy and not ask for directions. Yeah. It's like, how do I get back on the highway? All right. It's six forty three. You're listening to WMBF. First. on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. An update on the State Route 3001 closure. The road's now opened. The metal pipe has been replaced. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. 
Right now, about 61 degrees overcast, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 60 degrees. Today, partly sunny with a high near 77. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low around 58. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 79, chance of rain 30%. Thursday night, mostly clear, a low around 55. Friday, sunny with a high near 74. Friday night, clear, a low around 51 degrees. It's 647. You're listening to WMBF. It's time... on WNBF. Time for a sports update. Pinch hitter Luis Torrens singled with one out in the 13th inning to score Eugenio Suarez and the Seattle Mariners beat the New York Yankees 1-0 in a game dominated by the starting pitching of Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo. The two aces were overpowering in the late innings before turning it over to the bullpens that managed to keep the game scoreless deep into the night. Some bad base running by the Yankees helped, as did a lack of execution by the Mariners, as both teams had chances early in the extra frames to finally score a run. Matt Brash pitched two innings of relief to get the win for Seattle. Jonathan Loizaga was saddled with the loss for the Yankees. Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil both homered and drove in two runs, leading Carlos Carrasco and the streaking New York Mets past the Cincinnati Reds 6-2. Carrasco pitched into the seventh inning and struck out nine to win his fifth straight decision and tie for the National League lead with 13 wins. Lindor became the first Mets shortstop with multiple 20 homer seasons when he launched a two-run shot in the third. He scored at least one run in 12 straight games. McNeil led off the fourth with a homer and added an RBI single in the sixth, adding or extending his hitting streak to 12 games. Darren Ruff had a two-run single for the Mets who have won 14 of their last 16 games. The Rumble Ponies were in action last night. They lost 6-0. Didn't get much offense going, only three hits total on the day. They're back in action tonight against the Altoona Curve at 635. If you can't make it to the game in person, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 620 with Jacob Wilkins. And Serena Williams acknowledges that she will be stepping away from her professional tennis career soon. She turns 41 next month, shortly after the U.S. Open ends in New York. Williams has won 23 Grand Slam singles titles, along with 14 major championships and doubles, all with her older sister Venus, plus four Olympic gold medals, dozens of other trophies, and millions of dollars. Williams has spent years at number one in the rankings. No woman has had more consecutive weeks in the top spot and her 23 major trophies are the most in the professional era for any tennis player. Tough loss for the tennis world there. Could very easily make an argument that Serena Williams is the most dominant athlete of all time. I know the instinct is to immediately go to the major four sports in America, football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. But it's hard to find one American athlete who has really dominated their sport more than Serena Williams has dominated tennis. 6.53 on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Over the past few weeks, I've had a lot to say about electric vehicles. On social, a listener asked me, why don't more Americans buy an EV? 
Great question. Here's the answer. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by Car Shield. Surprise breakdowns are easier to handle with a protection plan from Car Shield. Save 10% at carshield.com slash Kim. More people aren't buying EVs because even with high gas prices, it's questionable whether you see any fuel savings. But that's not all. There's the cost of acquisition. Battery-powered cars are simply too expensive for most Americans. Even with EV tax credits included in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act passed Sunday, electric cars are still way too expensive. There's also a shortage of batteries and semiconductors. Ford just raised the price of its popular electric F-150 Lightning by thousands. And as upper-income folks buy the cars at top dollar, dealers have absolutely zero incentive to make attractive deals or provide low financing. In this recession, gas-powered cars rule. Get breaking tech news at commando.com. Almost. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained and is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton will be closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union is closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes. Assigned detour route will not be in place during the closure. And an update on State Route 3001 in Susquehanna County. The metal pipe has been replaced. The road is now reopened. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecasts for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 61 degrees, 97% humidity. Today, partly sunny, a high near 77. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low around 58. Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 79, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, a low around 55 degrees. Friday, sunny with a high near 74. Friday night, clear, a low around 51 degrees. It's 6.58. You're listening to WMBF. Want to say. News Radio 1290, 6.59 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, as always alongside Kathy White. we got two more hours of First News coming up today. Then we'll hand it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance to call in, contribute, Maybe talk about some local issues going on in the Binghamton area. Maybe ask Bob why Speedies haven't become a national food yet because they're delicious. There's a little article on WMBF.com about that right now. 
But coming up next, we'll have ABC News, and then we'll have another local news update from Kathy White. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 7.04. Might have some fog, especially in those valley areas again for today. The National Weather Service says with our 61 degrees, the dew point is at 60. It's a little more reasonable. The winds are calm today. Partly sunny today and a high in the low 80s. No injuries are being reported following a high-speed chase early today on Interstate 81 that spanned two counties. Law enforcement agencies were heard on radio transmissions shortly after 2.30 this morning pursuing a vehicle southbound from Cortland County into Broome County on 81. Pursuing units reported to Central Communications, speeds reaching and possibly exceeding 110 miles per hour. Stop sticks were successfully deployed, halting the chase between Whitney Point and Castle Creek shortly before 3 a.m. The New York State Police were among the agencies, actually the lead agency in the action involved in the pursuit. Broome County Emergency Services officials could not confirm a suspect had been taken into custody and no further information concerning the incident was available this morning. A Delaware County man is being charged with manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide in connection with the death of a woman who had suffered a medical event on August 1st. New York State Police say 46-year-old Justin Volk of Davenport is accused of inflicting additional physical harm to 47-year-old Stephanie Volk and failing to call for medical assistance. State Police responded to a home on Pinecliff Circle in the town of Davenport on August 1st for a reported medical event involving Stephanie Volk. The woman was transported to a local hospital for further medical care. According to the state police, Volk died two days later at the hospital. On Friday, New York State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation arrested Justin at his home and charged him with felony manslaughter and felony criminally negligent homicide. He was sent to the Delaware County Jail on $30,000 bail. New York State Police say their investigation into the woman's death is continuing. Anyone with additional information on the case is asked to contact the New York State Police at 607-561-7400. A sports center in Vestal where athletes of all ages and all skill sets were able to run ninja courses or practice parkour has suddenly announced it is closed permanently. The Hippodrome in Vestal on Jensen Road posted on social media over the weekend the closure was unexpected and out of their hands. The business assured parents that they would receive full repayment of any money paid for a summer children's camp that will no longer be taking place. The Hippodrome Vestal had facilities to allow people of all ages and abilities, including those with autism, to try over 50 obstacles and elements, including some of the same obstacles featured on America Ninja Ninja Warrior, as well as structures for parkour, which um, combines balance, running, jumping, vaulting, hanging, and climbing. Anyone who prepaid for a class or camp can email hippodromevestal at gmail.com. 
WMBF First News Time, 707. A retired captain of the Binghamton Fire Department is being remembered for his service to the community. Gary Griffiths died July 20th, according to a paid obituary placed by the family. He was 75 years old. In addition to serving with the Binghamton Fire Department, Griffiths was a Deputy Emergency Medical Services Coordinator for Broome County, an EMT instructor, and an original member of the Southern Tier Critical Incident Stress Management Team. Griffiths died, or retired rather, from the BFD in 2007. Calling hours will be held on Saturday. That's the 13th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Barber Memorial Home on Main Street in Johnson City. In Pennsylvania and national news today, the House panel investigating the U.S. Capitol insurrection has interviewed former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and met briefly with Pennsylvania's Republican nominee for governor, Doug Mastrinari, Mastriano, as it probes Doug, uh, as it probes Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Pompeo is among several former cabinet officials that the committee wanted to hear from after it was disclosed that some considered invoking the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office. Pompeo's appearance Tuesday was confirmed by a person granted an anonymity. Mastriano had appeared less than 15 minutes and questioned the validity of the process, according to his attorney. Mastriano helped to organize efforts in Pennsylvania to submit alternate electors beholden to Trump. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Good morning on this Wednesday, August 10th, 710. You're listening to hour number two of WMBF's First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. An update from Susquehanna County. The road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township is now over. The metal pipe has been replaced, and State Route 3001 is now open. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. 
Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, some fair weather outside, 97% humidity, and a dew point of 60 degrees. Today partly sunny with a high near 77. Tonight partly cloudy, a low around 58 degrees. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 5 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 79, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 7 p.m., mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming clear with a low around 55 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Friday, sunny with a high near 74. Friday night, clear, a low around 51 degrees. It's 7.13. You're listening to WMBF. WNBF. 7.16 on WNBF. Time for a sports update. Pinch hitter Luis Torrens singled with one out in the 13th inning to score Eugenio Suarez, and the Seattle Mariners beat the New York Yankees 1-0 in a game dominated by the starting pitching of Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo. The two aces were overpowering into the late innings before turning it over to the bullpens that managed to keep the game scoreless deep into the night. Some bad base running by the Yankees helped as did a lack of execution by the Mariners as both teams had chances early in the extra frames to finally score a run. Matt Brash pitched two innings of relief to get the win for Seattle. Jonathan Loisega was saddled with the loss for the New York Yankees. Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil both homered and drove in two runs, leading Carlos Carrasco and the streaking New York Mets past the Cincinnati Reds 6-2. Carrasco pitched into the seventh inning, struck out nine to win his fifth straight decision and tie for the National League lead with 13 wins. Lindor became the first Mets shortstop with multiple 20 homer seasons when he launched a two-run shot in the third inning. He scored at least one run in 12 straight games. Jeff McNeil led off the fourth with a homer and added an RBI single in the sixth, extending his hitting streak to 12 games. Darren Ruff had a two-run single for the Mets who have won 14 of their last 16 games. The Mets certainly looking like the real deal this year. Pretty quiet trade deadline for the Mets. Only added a few ancillary pieces. Daniel Vogelbach, Tyler Naquin. But they did return Jacob deGrom from the 60-day injured list. He'd been out for over a year. Now coming down the home stretch... Almost halfway through August, the Mets are red hot. Had a great series against the Atlanta Braves this last weekend, won four of five. The Atlanta Braves in second in the NL East. All why the Yankees, on the other side of town, are going through their roughest stretch of the season right now. Regardless, both New York teams currently positioned to take a postseason spot, currently in good position to win their divisions as well. So hopefully, in those last couple weeks of October, we're seeing a little Subway Series action in the World Series. I think that'd be cool. 
Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night to the Altoona Curve. Six to nothing. They didn't score any runs. Only had three hits on the day. Rumble Ponies are now 39 and 63. They're back in action tonight against the Altoona Curve at 635. If you can't make it in person, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 620 with Jacob Wilkins. And in other sports news, Serena Williams acknowledges that she will be stepping away from her professional tennis career soon. She turns 41 next month shortly after the U.S. Open ends in New York. Williams has won 23 Grand Slam singles titles along with 14 major championships and other doubles, all with her older sister, Venus Williams, plus four Olympic gold medals, dozens of other trophies, and millions of dollars. Williams has spent years at number one in the rankings. No woman has had more consecutive weeks in the top spot. And her 23 major trophies are the most in the professional era for any tennis player. So a tough loss for the tennis world. Serena Williams, one of the most dominant athletes of all time. Six or 7.20 on WMBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The S&P and the Nasdaq composite fell for a third straight day on Tuesday. The Nasdaq losing 1.2% after major chip makers warned that future earnings and revenue may come in lower than expected. The S&P fell four-tenths of a percent. The Dow Jones shed two-tenths. Rising wages are fueling a four-decade high in inflation. Average hourly earnings grew 5.2% in July. Higher wages and other business expenses are being passed along to consumers. Tesla CEO Elon Musk has sold $6.9 billion worth of shares in the electric car company. Musk says the money from Tesla could go toward buying Twitter if he loses the court battle to pull out of that deal. Chipotle, the fast food chain, has agreed to pay a total of $20 million to current and former employees for violating New York City labor laws. Those include failing to post work schedules 14 days in advance. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Oh, yeah, that's the best intro music in all of the lands. Karen Sweet O'Neill now joining us at 723. We got a little preview of what we're going to be talking about today, yesterday. But, Karen, now it's time to really get into it. It is. Good morning, James, and thanks for that. Those nice words about the jingle. Oh, it's it's my favorite. <laughs> oh, my stars. Boy, what a nice, cool morning. It was such a delight. Oh, finally. Finally. Yeah. I, I've been dying for like two weeks with the heat and the humidity. It doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. And now I, today was a good morning. Yes. It's a very, it's going to be a nice couple of days and weekend with the low humidity. That's a very good. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about today are a couple things. Um, first of all, uh, the Senate on Sunday passed uh, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. That's the actual name. And what we're going to talk about is how it affects people that are on Medicare and how it affects people with their health insurance that aren't Medicare eligible. So for many, many, many years, um, it's been looked at to help Medicare negotiate drug prices with these pharmaceutical companies. And this bill actually passes that. So, and that makes a lot of sense, James, because, of 
course, people that are on Medicare tend to be 65 and older and a lot of times are on medications more than people that are younger than 65. So to be able to negotiate those drug prices is a very, very big deal and a very good deal. But also what this bill is contemplating is capping the out-of-pocket costs for people that are on Medicare, and that's out-of-pocket prescription drug costs. So they're capping it, and it looks like at $2,000 a year. Also, that's very advantageous for so many people because prescription drugs can be extremely costly, especially brand-name drugs and specialty drugs. So that $2,000 out-of-pocket cap can be a huge savings for people that need some specialty drugs for some chronic illnesses or conditions. Now, also for millions of Americans that take part in the Affordable Care Act, the ACA, what happened back in 2021 was the ACA was allowed to increase their subsidies for Americans that took part in the health care premiums through the ACA because what what it used to be was a lot lower in your income status because if you go to, and it's also referred to, James, as Obamacare, so let's say you don't get health care insurance through your employer or you got laid off or you retired but you're not yet 65 and your um, retiree system didn't provide you any health care in retirement. What do you do? Where do you get your coverage? How much is it going to cost? Well, it's going to cost a pretty darn big penny, let me tell you, because we're looking at $800, $900, sometimes $1,200 a month for a premium for health insurance for people that are under 65 years old. Now, that's a mortgage, okay? And on top of that, they normally have mortgages. So what the ACA was allowed to do during COVID, because so many different protections went into place, was to increase subsidies that were already on the table for people in that category under 65 getting their health care through the ACA. So let's say your premium was $800 and you made $60,000 in income a year. Well, in many cases, you might not have gotten any kind of subsidy with the ACA, but those increases for your income directly impacted the pocketbook. So now that $800 a month that you may have paid for your health care with the subsidy included could be as low as $300 a month. That's a pretty darn big uh, jump, you know, and a pretty big savings for the American, average American who is under age 65 and still obviously needs health care. So that provision in this bill will be allowed to carry on, okay? So the higher assistance and subsidy will be allowed to maintain and stay in place for those people that could hopefully, um, you know, afford it because of the subsidy. So that's just some of the things that are involved in the um, inflation Reduction Act. Now, is everything good in it? Of course not. Just like any kind of any kind of act, and how are we going to pay for it and all that jazz? Well, we leave those discussions to Bob Joseph and his crew. What I wanted to talk about was how it directly impacts if the House passes this bill, 
the average American under 65 with their health insurance and Medicare beneficiaries. So, and the also what we wanted to discuss today was if you have long-term care insurance and your broker or your agent, whoever offered it to you, sold it to you, is no longer providing that coverage, is, you know, retired, has moved, or whatever the case may be, and you're starting to get these rate increase letters, which is happening with every company out there, Genworth, Unum, you know, all of these companies. <clears throat> if you're in that, you know, in that situation, you're going to need some help with this four-page letter or five-page letter that they send you with options on how to reduce that uh, premium increase or change it all together. So we do a lot of that for people that aren't our clients yet, and then they become our clients. We call the company together, bring you up, and we go over the options. And there's always options that aren't in that paperwork that the person who has long-term care insurance insurance wouldn't know about James because that's not what they do for a living. So we're doing a lot of that and we don't want people to be, you know, to be say, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to take it and cash it in. Don't do that. You know, the company would be very happy for you to do that because they're off the hook. But if you pay for it all these years and you still want that protection and who doesn't, let's find a way for you to be able to keep it as you're getting older and may actually need the coverage. Yeah, that's me. I'm the person who would say, I don't know, just take whatever money you want. It's, that's fine. Just take it. I don't understand all this paperwork that's going around. Insurance is a world to that I do not know very much about, and it's very complicated to me. So it's good that we have you here. Yeah, well, thank you, and that's what we do. And, you know, you can save a lot of money or you can spend a lot of money, and we're definitely in, uh, in the category of let's save you a lot of money. That's so my favorite category. The- <laughs> Very good. We're up on the parkway. As you know, James, 1708 Vestal Parkway East. You drive right up to us. We're up above Plato's Closet Style Encore. You can reach us at area code 607. Everybody has to dial that now. 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up. Or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Awesome. Well, Karen, thank you, as always, for teaching me a new way to save some money as I get older here. And I hope you enjoy the nice weather we're going to have for the rest of the week here. I plan on it. And you too, Bob. Oh, Bob, I called you Bob. You too, James. That's okay. Roger or Doug or whoever. Roger, Doug, Bob. Yeah, I'm just the the new everybody. (laughs) Hey, good crew. Yeah, good good crew crew to be associated with. Karen, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Take care. That was Karen Sweet O'Neill, 731 on WMBF. Backyard. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 61 degrees at 733. The dew point is at 60 degrees. Forecast for today, sunshine and a high in the low 80s. The FBI's search of the former president's Florida estate has unified Republicans behind Trump as almost never before. By yesterday, a day after the unprecedented search, the overwhelming majority of Republican officials were accusing the Biden administration of weaponizing the Justice Department. The FBI search also triggered a shift among Trump advisors who had been privately urging him to wait until after the midterm elections to announce another presidential run. Suddenly, now they're urging him to launch the campaign now. Police in Albuquerque 
Turkey now say the killing of four Muslim men since November may indeed have been a hate crime, but not hatred based on the victim's religion. When Albuquerque police announced they'd arrested a Muslim man in the murders of Aftab Hussein on July 26th and Mohammed Afzal Hussein six days later. This came as a surprise. Zabia Quraishi of the Islamic Center of New Mexico. It is very sad to see that this happened within the community. 51-year-old Mohammed Saeed has been arrested previously on domestic violence charges. Investigators think he may have had personal disputes with all four of the murder victims. So far, he's a suspect in only two of the killings. Jim Ryan, ABC News. WMBF First News Time, 734. The body of a Johnson City man has been pulled from a gorge in Tompkins County. New York State Police are investigating the death of the 39-year-old Broome County man whose body was pulled from Tunkhannock Falls Gorge. Several media accounts, including an article in the Ithaca Voice, reports that recovery of the body involved a difficult and complicated effort by responders through over very rough terrain and Monday morning. The Trumansburg Fire Department, law enforcement, and medical crews were called around 8 a.m. on the 8th with a report of a body seen lying in the gorge at Tunkhannock Falls State Park. Units had to deal with limited access to the gorge area as well as the big elevation change over rough terrain to recover the body in a five-and-a-half-hour effort. New York State Police this morning said the Johnson City man's death is being listed as a suicide. The man's name is not being released and will not be publicized out of respect to his family. Anyone in need of emotional support or who is considering suicide is urged to seek help. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline three-digit number is now active nationwide. People can just dial 988 to get help. The attempted murder trial of a Colesville man accused of shooting and wounding a New York State trooper in June of last year is dragging through now its second week. Jason Johnson is accused of shooting trooper Becky Seeger, while his father, David Johnson, is also on trial accused of evidence tampering. According to New York State police accounts from the incident, authorities were called for a check-the-welfare request to a report and a report of a suspicious person in the area of East Windsor Road and Thornhill Road at around 8.30 p.m. on June 9th, concerned callers reported a man drawing in the middle of the road. When troopers and Broome County Sheriff's deputies encountered the man, the suspect opened fire with at least one round striking Trooper Becky Seeger in the hip. Another trooper was wounded in the arm by shrapnel. Investigators say Johnson fled the scene and became the center of a massive manhunt in northeastern Broome County that lasted at around 21 hours. Meanwhile, the man's father... 64-year-old David Johnson was arrested almost a month later and charged with evidence tampering. The elder Johnson pleaded not guilty in September of last year in Broome County Court. Authorities had accused the father of assisting his son by rearranging clothing and hiding evidence, possibly including shell casings, in a cabin days after the shooting. Jury selection in the combined trial had started on August 2nd. WMBF First News Time. It's 737 Owego police say they've arrested a Newark Valley man on several charges, including felony tampering with evidence. Authorities say 28-year-old Sean Marshall was allegedly in possession of drugs when he was pulled over in a traffic stop. In addition to the felony, Marshall is facing several misdemeanors, including possession of a controlled substance, criminal use of drug paraphernalia, and driving without a license. He's also charged with possession of packaging materials and drug paraphernalia, driving an unregistered and uninspected vehicle, and improper license plate. He 
He's been ordered to appear in a Wego court at a later date. A third case of monkeypox is being reported in Tompkins County. The health department announced yesterday a resident had been diagnosed and all local close contacts had been identified. Those who did have close contact with a patient will monitor themselves and be in touch with the Tompkins County Health Department for 21 days from the date of exposure. In the end of July, Broome County announced its first case of the contagious virus that is spread through close physical contact. It's 738 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com, and 92.1 FM. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Now, Kathy, you mentioned a story earlier this morning about the ninja place getting closed down. Tracy Taylor posted that story for us on our website, one of our special contributors. Yeah, that's those places freak me out. The people who, like, go there and do the bars that they, like, they climb up a ladder, like, 30 feet tall just by doing pull-ups and then grabbing the bar and moving now you're on talking to the next nin- run. But the, 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 besides the ninja stuff, it's the, the parkour stuff is kind of weird, too, where people are jumping from rooftops and... Yeah. Yeah, again, putting yourself in danger just to put yourself in danger. That's not great. It's not great. But I used to always think, you know, this young James, who was in better shape and brash with the world, said, oh, I can do that. This is so easy. Like, look <laughs> at this. Like, I'm in, I'm in decent shape. Like, how hard could it be to do ninja stuff? And obviously now it takes me two tries to get off the couch every day. Um, but I always see videos online, and I don't know why I'm on, like, fitness Instagram and fitness TikToks. It's not me. Not me at all. I don't belong on fitness areas. But people get like 20 dumbbells and start stacking them up so that they can do push-ups eight feet above the ground. Like what What are you gaining from this extra level of commitment besides making everyone in the gym look at you and say, wow, that guy is the worst. He's taking all the equipment just so he can make a little Instagram video. Now, you, you want to talk about fitness guys. We've got our local guy that you, you, you need to check out. Um, he's been at the um, at the, uh, the Rumble Ponies games and everything demonstrating. Bill Clark. He holds oh, yeah, the, Roger told me about him. Yeah, the Guinness World Record for most license plates ripped in half. Yeah, I heard that. That was awesome. And didn't he do, um, what was it, a, was it a deadlift or something at Rumble Ponies game a couple weeks ago? I don't know. He tried uh, to set August, some kind of record or, or something about that. Yeah, I know he was he was there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's see, that's cool. That's like, yes, I can rip all these license plates. That's a spectacle. It's He's not a nice a guy too. He's been in here a few times. Oh, I bet. But it's it's not a spectacle to go to the gym and take all of the equipment and say, Yes, I'm training. Obviously I'm a superhero, I'm Batman. <laughs> so I'm I'm just preparing to fight crime in the night by doing push ups eight feet above the ground while balancing on a bunch of dumbbells. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? So I haven't been to a gym in a long time, but you know that this is another thing too. There's a difference between guys at the gym and women at the gym, and boy, you get so you get two different attitudes if you're a female at the gym back in the free weights room. It's kind of unexpected, and either people back there are like, "Oh, this is cool," and are there to spot you if you want to get spotted, or there's other ones that give you the side eye, like what are you doing here 
Well, I hope they don't do that in 2022 anymore. It's 2022. Well, I'm not. Even, I'm not talking 22. I'm not. Yeah. Anyway, not that I'm speaking from personal experience or anything. Yeah, this is WMBF. We don't work out here. We don't do that. We don't used to. No fitness here. No fitness allowed. Um, don't 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 get me talking about things called chins and dips. Yeah, well, the devil's invention. Oh no! Well, why do you think I have a beard? It's because the chin, the chin. <laughs> Put on a little bit of weight after college and, and say, well, no, now chins I need and to have dips a beard. Are, are chin ups and. Oh yeah, can't, can't. I don't think I can even do a chin up. Even when I was in high school, like my, I had weak arms. I ran track in high school. I had weak arms, so we do the fitness test every year, and obviously, you know, we get to the mile. And when do you do your next Instagram buddies. thing? Next Instagram thing? Yeah. What, what do you mean, next Instagram thing? Like the the get videos? Some, get 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 Hermie in here with a camera. And- oh. T- are we taking pictures? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna arm wrestle you. Oh, we're gonna arm wrestle. <laughs> oh, that is that's a great idea. The only thing is, your content. arms are so much longer than mine. I'm gonna have to get some. <laughs> well, you're gonna have superior leverage. Wouldn't that be hysterical? Yeah. Have James crying like a schoolgirl when I beat him. Oh man, yeah, that would be. That wouldn't be. I'm still establish, establishing a reputation in Binghamton. I think losing an arm wrestling competition to Kathy White is going to put me on the wrong side of like, oh, we don't like this James Kelly kid anymore. Well, somebody thinks this. Somebody thinks this is a good idea. So if you think it's yeah. a good idea, email James. Yeah, uh, you know what? Let's just we'll just do it. We'll have we'll have David videotape it, and that'll be our first like original Instagram video. Now that we have our Instagram accounts back, James and Kathy arm wrestle. James breaks his arm. Some wrestle his, might be more. Yeah, his the bottom half of his arm completely falls off, and we have to go to the hospital. And we'll just document the entire experience. It'll be fun. It'll be great for ratings. Oh, fantastic content! Really kickstart yeah. the Instagram. Yeah. I got to go write some news. Goodbye. <laughs> 7.45, you're listening to WMBF. You're- news Radio 1290, 7.47 on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road to facilitate the construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. In Susquehanna County, State Route 3001 has reopened after being closed for metal pipe replacement between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. 
National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 61 degrees, 97% humidity, a dew point of 60 degrees today. Today, partly sunny with a high near 77. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low around 58. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 79 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, a low around 55. Friday, sunny with a high near 74. And Friday night, clear with a low around 51 degrees. At 749, you're listening to WMBF. Are you a... on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. A new app is being billed as the anti-Instagram, and it just had its best month ever. Be Real is a new social media platform which sends out a notification at a random time every day. Users then have two minutes to post a picture using their phone's front and rear-facing camera. Today, across social media, you're usually worried about how you are perceived. Be Real is making you actually show both yourself and your surroundings at any given moment. Ryan Dedert is the CEO of Influencer Marketing marketing firm influential he says be real's random notification and strict time limit is meant to capture users authentic lives this is actually meant to be something that you can connect with someone on a one-to-one basis be real downloads were up 86 percent in july but deadert says instead of replacing apps like instagram be real may end up supplementing them more just how do i find a break in between my other platforms where i'm not just putting out my aspirational self with tech trends i'm derek dennis abc news is your News Radio 1290 WNBF 7.55 on WNBF Time for an update on sports Pinch hitter Luis Torrens singled with one out in the 13th inning to score Eugenio Suarez and the Seattle Mariners beat the New York Yankees 1-0 in a game dominated by the starting pitching of Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo The two aces were overpowering into the late innings before turning it over to the bullpens that managed to keep the game scoreless deep into the night. Some bad base running by the Yankees helped, as did a lack of execution by the Mariners as both teams had chances early in the extra frames to finally score a run. Matt Brash pitched two innings of relief to get the win for Seattle. Jonathan Loisega was saddled with the loss for the New York Yankees in a game that was described to me as one of the sloppiest baseball games I've ever seen. Of course, that's not what the winning manager, Scott Cervais, said. He said that's one of the best major league games I've ever watched, specifically noting the pitching. And to be fair, the pitching was spectacular. Garrett Cole pitching well for the first time in what seems like a month or so. He was going through a little bit of a rough patch. And Luis Castillo, the Yankees had targeted at the trade deadline. Seattle outbid the Yankees for Castillo by giving up three top ten prospects. The Yankees clearly not willing to do the same. He's pitched well against the Yankees a couple times so far. Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil both homered and drove in two runs, leading Carlos Carrasco and the streaking New York Mets past the Cincinnati Reds by a score of 6-2. to two. Carrasco pitched into the seventh inning and struck out nine to win his fifth straight decision and tie for the National League lead with 13 wins. Lindor became the first Mets shortstop with multiple 20-homer seasons when he launched a two-run shot in the third 
He's scored at least one run in 12 straight games. McNeil led off the fourth with a homer and added an RBI single in the sixth inning, extending his hitting streak to 12 games. Darren Ruff had a two-run single for the Mets, who have won 14 of their last 16 games. The Mets rolling right now. Good time to be a New York baseball fan. Both teams atop their divisions, the Yankees in first in the AL East by about eight or nine games. The Mets in first in the NL East by about six and a half, seven games. Maybe destined for an October series. See who wins the last game of the year. I hope so. I mean, as a Padres fan, I'd like to see the Padres win a World Series for the first time ever. But if I can't have that, I think it'd be cool to have a Subway Series. I think that'd be a fun week, especially for me as a baseball guy. I could just take over the sports update and only talk about baseball for like a week and a half. Really get down in the weeds of each game. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 6 nothing to the Altoona Curve. Only managed three hits on the day. They'll be back in action tonight at 6.35. Pre-game starts on WMBF at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. And Serena Williams acknowledges that she will be stepping away from her professional tennis career soon as she turns 41 next month, shortly after the U.S. Open ends in New York. One of the most dominant athletes of all time, Serena Williams, stepping away from the game. Big loss for the sports world. 7.59 on WMBF. You know... Closing out hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Got one more hour of First News, then Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, live and local talk show. Your chance to call in and contribute. But ABC News up next.